Hey, welcome to the RT Machine Podcast. This is uh, episode one. And season one. Season one, yeah, episode one. And uh, we're here to give a little lowdown of what RT Machine is all about. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Ron. Well, I guess we'll start out by telling how we even started the company or how I started in this business. Uh, Jill likes my favorite saying. I'll give it to her right while she's sitting here. Um, I always said I'm just a salesman that started a company, and look what popped up. I started out selling machinery for a company called Carpenter's Machinery uh, back in 1987. I just... uh, in-house salesman became a road salesman and back in 1999 they became an auction company and I didn't want to so started this company and out of the basement of my house and eventually moved to Chambersburg rented some space started peddling some machinery out of there until what was it Eric 2006 I think you bought the building in 2005 technically right yeah yeah, I think it was end of 05 was when we bought the building. Moved everything up in 06, and we were off to running here in 80,000 square feet in Hughesville, Pennsylvania. And now we're up to probably 15 employees on our side, and we got the service team. We brought Derek on. When was that, Eric? 2015. 2015. Derek started with us, uh, formed a service company, a separate company. Uh, him and Eric owned most of it, and... Uh, that's added a lot to our... Yeah, we have 35 people on the service team. Yeah, 35 people. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Just write that down. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't even know oh, I got all the stats for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give us a little lowdown of the service department? Yeah, so um, we take care of everything that would be like the physical work, so outside of the sales. So repairs, service, preventative maintenance, uh, engineering, parts, paint, rigging, basically anything that you can think of. Um, so right now we have 11 technicians between our, our shop and on the road. Um, then we have uh, 11 guys on our rigging team as well. So those are guys out doing uh, moving machinery, uh, working auction sales. They just doing general mill writing type work. Um, we have two guys in our engineering department, mechanical and electrical, uh, two in the p- parts department, two in the paint shop, and then we have a project management team where we're doing uh, uh, different things for various customers. So we have three guys on project management running pretty large-scale things for them. And then we have some, a couple of apprentices and support staff on top of that. So covers a, a lot, of, lot of things within the company. So Yeah, so we're full service. We do everything new, used, fix it. Some of us break it. <laughs> <laughs> It happens daily. <laughs> yeah, Eric, what uh, what did you have on the Strato plane? As far as a background on it, yeah, we've had a couple of uh, acquisitions over the years, but the most recent one would be um, a company that was called Eagle Eagle Machinery, right? Yep, Eagle Machinery and Repair, and then they also had Strato Plane Inc. So. Uh, and they were based out of um, just outside of Grand Rapids, and um, kind of organically, we were a, we were one of their best customers for quite a few years running. And then just through an organic conversation, they said, "Hey, why don't you buy us? Because we're looking to retire." So a couple of months later, we did. Um, that was October of '21, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a cool deal because Rich and Teresa Fink, who owned it, they. Um, 
Rich was actually the plant manager for Oliver Machinery when they when they finally closed down. He had worked for Oliver back in, from the 70s to uh, about 1999, and then um, you know he can, he bought the business and continued it as a parts business. And so just absorbing his knowledge was a fun part of that process. Of you know I think we're still working on that. Rich is still he's still on the payroll for a couple hours a week, and uh, we call him and get lost in the details of the the old Oliver machines and. And it's easy to do with that old stuff. Oh, yeah. You're losing all that knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So Slowly going away. So going up into the our archive of all the old drawings and documents and everything, you could you can get lost for a whole day in there just going through stuff, going down the rabbit hole hmm. of, of uh, the history of it. So about And have a couple sneezing fits from the dust coming out of the archives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good 1907 dust. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the detail though is just amazing. What you know, we have we have stuff going back into the early teens and stuff, and just these guys did it all by hand, and it's nothing. Some stuff you almost can't duplicate on a computer these days with how detailed they are. So, yeah. what's crazy is he was trying. He was you know in his downtime, Rich would go through the the handwritten drawings or just the paper archives, and he would start writing CAD files, and he he got pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a cool business though. That that just the parts and the people you talk to and stuff. Because, you know, and with RT Machine, the main business we're dealing with guys that are in a production setting, and and you know we are doing that with Stratoplane to a certain extent. But you're dealing with a lot of collectors and things. So this is their hobby. So oh, yeah. they're they're very passionate about it, and they want to get these restorations they're doing perfect down to like every little handle and decal and and paint color, the whole nine yards. Uh, I told the guys one one other guy that. Uh, I got an email in the beginning. I used to watch the sales at RT Machine. Guy asked for a birth certificate, and I sent you and Eric, and I was like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> and I uh, found out that's actually something that's a big thing, big oh, part of the business. It's huge. They're all about it. Yeah. So the, the birth certificate is um, basically the original sales order from Oliver. So it lists out all the specs, who it originally went to, you know, what the weight was, you know, how it was created, everything like that. And it's kind of a – it's an interesting thing thing yeah. to see the that makes sense people like their machines they really yeah. love their machines so we're keeping the history alive yeah yeah and then probably uh, before we go too far we gotta let everybody know who's in the room i guess we never i never left everybody introduce themselves so of course uh everybody knows i'm ron boos the owner of the company well rt machine anyway yeah i'm Derek Kraling, um part owner of the service company and uh i run the service division I'm Brian Kraling, technical sales. You cover, tell me where you cover. I cover the uh, New Jersey, New York area, everything uh, out in Long Island quite a bit. Uh, Jersey started, uh, one of our customers that actually got us into the podcast, shout yep. out to Green Street Joinery, Absolutely. that uh, friends of ours over there that had us on two different times and we enjoyed it and said, hey, why don't we start our own podcast? Try this and, thing, yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Jeff and Rob out there. That's uh, I'm Ryan Combs. That's uh, covers Southeast Pennsylvania and uh, Maryland, Delaware for our team. Uh, Dean Brown. I started here in 2018. Started as a cleaner, and I'm in an office. <laughs> <laughs> an emerging Kinda. podcast producer. Yeah, he still gets dirty once in a while. Yeah, it oh. does. He's the inventory czar. That's his title. <laughs> Had him out hanging pipe a month, two months ago. Being of April. Yep. I'm Eric. I'm Ron's son, um, part owner of the service company, and then 
basically operations manager for uh, RT Machine. And I kind of just handle the liaison between the two companies. And everything I screw up, I dump on him. So that's, <laughs> he never knows what his job is. Whatever I dump on his Try plate. Screw it up more. <laughs> so uh, we want to talk about what we did this week maybe a little bit. Yeah, what's going on in the shop yeah. right now? Oh, a lot of stuff. We've got a uh, big Harlan reconditioning project. So that's a Harlan laminator that we're basically making like new. Um, so all new controls, changing engineering on it to make it work the way the customer wants. And um, so that's that's been about a 10-month project. High-speed paper laminators. And a lot of people know what that is. Uh, how fast does that go? Uh, that one is going, the target feed rate is 120 feet a minute. So I think a lot of people wouldn't realize how they how we do that. Yeah. So, so um, yep, basically putting a paper or a vinyl product on on a wood board, so MDF, plywood, whatever whatever they want to run through. Right. So, and you're remaking the whole in feed and stacker system on the out feed. Yep. Yep. So basically, we're reconditioning the main frame body of the machine. We modified some of that to accommodate some design changes they wanted to see. Uh, bringing things into the 21st century with, with the controls and, and uh, functionality. And then uh, we did all the engineering for the in-feed, out-feed, and um, all, the, all the controls engineering as well. So um, all the fabrication work's done in-house, most of the machining work done in-house. So it's, uh, it's a pretty cool, cool project. Um, we also have a Newman uh, 382. We're just waiting on the cutter head to get back from Newman. That one will be buttoned up. But that was a full full recondition. Um, we have an Oliver 36-inch uh, bandsaw. That was a full recondition as well. We're just finishing up the tires in our machine shop here. Um, Is that for is, a customer? I think that one's for inventory. That one's oh, was it? RT inventory. So a okay. little plug if anybody was looking for a 36-inch <clears throat> yeah, Oliver looking for bandsaw. one, sure. Um, we also have a 12-inch North Tech – or. Uh, leader mac molder yeah, right. for a customer so that just came in we're evaluating for that and uh i've got to almost turn around and look it's changing every day what we have in here so. they got the oliver stratoplaner show machines in there oh that's right I, I almost forgot about that that one that one's also available that was full recondition that's going to the awfs show in vegas right. so um that was a that was actually a really nice machine coming in it's even nicer nicer now Change the paint job over to white, uh, make it look a little bit more modern. Yep. All the wear components replaced, new bearings, new carbide. Whole new electrical panel, right? Yep, all new electric panel. Um, so that that one that would be a really nice machine for somebody. So Absolutely. Um, so we might even have it sold before it goes to the show at the rate. We're working on it. Working on it. Right up the road. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, we had that custom lineal sander unit. That's for one of your customers, isn't it, Ryan? Yep. Yeah, molding sander. We're just waiting to ship that. That one's ready to go. That was that was quite the adventure. A Della Via de V uh, profile sander. And uh, we confirm that's how you say it. I don't no. know. That's how I'm saying. It. I, I say Della Vidova. <laughs> I say Della Vidova because there was a basketball player that had that last. Time. <laughs> so that was that project turned into a whole other animal. What we thought we could do was uh, 
you know, it had six heads on it and we thought they were all identical. Well, it turns out that machine was built by hand and every single part on that machine was different. And wow. we went and made a whole bunch of parts thinking they were going to bolt on and we had to modify every single thing and it just spiraled. And, uh, I, I think we learned our lesson that we have to verify if everything's the yeah, same right. before we just start <laughs> going down through it. Same didn't help. That was right through COVID when you couldn't get parts. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. COVID didn't that's help just on been, a lot of, that's been a constant issue even now, you know, and it's just the most random things. Um, you know, a, a month ago it was airline we couldn't get. It's like that should just be a. Company. Yeah, you would think that's. Yeah, there's a lot of parts or stuff that's held up and held up in the shop right now because of parts. Yeah, wasn't the gear drives on that machine? They the machine shop shop started cutting them, and then they broke a tool while they were cutting. So then they were waiting two three months for that tool to come back in. Yeah, that happened, and then then they actually the machine shop we hired to make those they they screwed up on their measurements and made them a slightly different, the gear drives a slightly different diameter, which that snowballed. It took us so long to get them. We had to just change the design, the rest of the mounting structure to correct that. So mm. simple prod problem it was an eighth of an inch diameter difference. And it, it probably cost us a week and a half of work of correcting problems. So wow. was it that one or a different machine that the lineal guides we waited months and months for? And then they showed up and they were wrong. Is that AccuSystems? That was that AccuSystems. Okay. Yeah, that was – I was not happy. That was one of those days where I think I just had to go home. <laughs> There's no recovering. <laughs> Good times. So, the Strato plane is – it's kind of funny because we took one – a 36-inch machine to IWF last year, the Atlanta show, and uh, sold it shortly after the show. And that just got installed this week. And what we're, this is the last week of June, and we're almost coming up on the a next year show. later, the Vegas yep. show. Yeah. So, yeah. Because the customer wasn't ready to install it yet. Yeah, she didn't want to miss out on that, though. She she locked that down pretty quick. Um, yeah, it's nice when it happens like that, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think they went, they went down to the show thinking they were going to buy an import, and then they saw that machine. That's and, exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. it just... There's no comparison. It, they're totally different class of machine. So. Yeah. Did you tell Derek you went there this week? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if I told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was there. It's so. quite a place uh, doing all that reclaimed wood and definitely a better machine for them because they oh, run no. it hard, put it through a lot. Those import machines aren't going to hold up to that. No, no, not at all. Especially when you've got, uh, you know, some of those other insert cutter heads and stuff. We get a nail from a reclaimed piece. It just tears the head up. and. Yeah. So that head that's in that will be a little more robust for them. And so. Yep. We almost have to do an entire podcast series on Oliver going over all their different machines at some point. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Definitely. Rich ever coming down? <laughs> yeah, actually, he's been asking when he want we – we have great podcasts. Have uh, him oh man, we out. could he could probably go on for <clears throat> yeah, four hours. Yeah, him. for sure. He uh, we have a little bit of organization to do before he's coming out. So we have a whole forty foot shipping container full of fixturing from Oliver that we need him to come down and point out what it's for and you know stuff that we probably should get rid of, stuff that we should keep, right. and, yeah. and that. And we've got almost two forty foot containers full of just wood patterns of all the old. You know castings and and uh, I don't even know how much of it we would still ever use again. But you almost can't get. Yeah, you almost got to keep it. Yeah. yeah, 
there might be that day. Yeah, you just never know. It's amazing the stuff that you sell for those machines, things that you're like, man, I never think that somebody would break this. But All right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a way. Someone's rough on equipment. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, sometimes unexpected things happen. <laughs> yeah. So we just had our product training for saw stop today. Yeah. And some of the stories that guy has. <laughs> and we only heard two of them. Can you imagine the, yeah. the rest of them? I don't want to steal the stories. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> They were good ones. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. Funny and sad at the same time. Yeah. They, they say, what, a quarter of a million saws they've sold now, and they've never had a failure on that break. That's, That's amazing. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Testament to the engineering on that side of it. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, and you think about how many schools and things that those are in that, uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in high school, there was a couple kids that they nicked their fingers and did different things and can only imagine how many times they've been set off in a school. Oh, probably, yeah. probably just for kids that want to see it work. Guarantee it. Uh, there's been some that have just tried it to yeah. see if it would work. Yeah. Somebody came back after lunch with a hot dog. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There goes a $150 bill. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Exactly. <laughs> to get her back into – yeah, it's funny. In school like that, The uh, I, I was – in woodshop, but I, I started working with my dad at such a young age. And so I was still in woodshop, but I'd go up the metal shop. So, um, and basically transfer my grades. And, but one of the deals was I had to go in every, every week and in the mornings and check all the equipment and stuff on the woodshop side and, uh, table saws. One day my Mr. Rita teacher, he comes in and he says, Hey, Cranley, go back there and check that, that table saw out. Something's going on with that thing. I go back, I flip the guard up. Somebody put the blade on backwards, and they're huh. slinging boards out the back door, yeah, no <laughs> left and right. Don't <laughs> stop, you know. Just keep keep doing it till you figure it out. Yeah, right. Guys trying to muscle the thing through the blade <laughs> running backwards. Oh, I tell you what, you're correct. There was something wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the blade. Who put this blade on? Jesus Christ, who did that? Yeah. You know, yeah. believe it or not, we've done some service calls for that. Yeah, and the, the machines will still cut. You know, that's what's what's yeah. amazing. We had a. Um, uh, a scrap grinder, a Wyma scrap grinder. Oh, you yeah. guys remember that? That uh, got installed. Yeah. yeah, and um, we couldn't figure out what was going on with this machine because th something must have happened. The phasing was reversed for just just the cutter head motor, but the rest of them were all correct. And I'm like, man, this thing's grinding, but it's just tripping the overload, and we can't figure out why. Well, it turns out that they'll they'll grind product in reverse pretty pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> works quite up to yeah, up works to a far. lot better with it yeah, running yeah, the right direction. Yeah. Probably makes a heck of a racket. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and earlier this week, uh, a few of us were out at uh, another one of our suppliers, Time Saver, and looking at some of their sanders and seeing their operation. Yeah, yeah, we just happened to have one of the best service techs in the country sitting right beside me here. For Sanders. For Sanders. How about Absolutely. it, man? I don't know about all that. He's retired now. <laughs> he definitely He's knows how to work on them. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Time Savers is trying to make a few improvements um, over the past few years. And pretty interesting. Um, they're looking at doing some of uh, talking with their customers better, uh, being able to do a digital uh, troubleshooting over the phone through FaceTime and drawings. Um and working with customers who really don't have an electrical background, being able to troubleshoot over FaceTime. So it's kind of cool to see them move into the future like that. So it was. 
Yeah. Not sure if there was anything else. There were a lot of things we learned out there. That was one of the... A lot of inventory. 118 machines sitting there. Yep. Metal and wood. But... uh, yeah, so at all of our customers, you need a sander. Where are the place? Yeah. 118. I don't remember them saying that. Yeah, he said there's a, there's a remember there's sanders everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that one guy said it was 118 of them in the building. That were ready to ship. Yeah. Yeah. Some That's of the aisleways, much like our place, some of the aisleways are blocked with machinery. Yeah, it's pretty narrow around there for sure. And they had some cool uh, kind of R&D projects going on, going on in their showroom. Um, a lot – Robotics has always, it's taken a long time for this industry, wood, the woodworking industry, to get comfortable um, or even being able to justify some of the more uh, efficient types of automation. And uh, every year you go to IWF, you go to AWFS, and you see more and more machine tending and sanding with robotic arms but most shops still just have a really difficult time justifying it. But Time Savers had a pretty cool, they have, a, they have another division now that they're calling Time Savers Automation. And they were able to create a machine tending robot. And I don't, I don't think they have solid pricing yet, but it's, it's going to be significantly lower than what you're used to hearing. Because most, most projects, you can't really do anything in terms of machine tending for under 200000 And this is... Possibly significantly lower than that. We're getting close to justifying a one-person elimination. Yeah. We're getting close. We're yeah, most of the time it's typically trying to eliminate two to three positions, but the cost is coming closer to yeah. Yeah. the one-person recovery. I think the big thing is uh, as these robots get a little bit – they're calling them cobots, you know, where they can work alongside somebody. It's really the safety integration that winds the cost up. So as these other cobots come down in price, I think the overall – implementation price will come down that'll really get the justification help a lot if we can start selling them for a reasonable price yeah so i was talking with some of their engineers the safety concerns that they were uh bringing up is you can run them cobots with just a proximity sensor um slowing it down as people get closer being able to run at certain speeds without all of the safety enclosures and still being able to move it around uh so they were yeah, that's it's just huge in that that industry. So uh, as the years go on, it's going to get the cost is going to come down, and I think you're going to see a lot more of them out there. Mm-hmm. And we also visited Marine Johnson when we were out there, and they're kind of doing some of that too. They have some engineers now in the robotics division, so they're uh, progressing in that same fashion. So I think it's the wave; it's got to get there. Yeah, yeah. Marine Johnson has an impressive facility out there in South Dakota. That's one one worth seeing. Yeah, we weren't at that facility. Yeah. yeah, and they have a short stock gang rips all in their showroom. That uh, or their, I guess that's their showroom. Yeah, <laughs> not much of a showroom, but <laughs> um, right now it's also machine assembly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we took a look at that while we were out there. So we had a good, good week. Nice. Yeah, that one's still in the R and D phase, right there. Yeah, we're looking for a beta test, testing beta testing site, which we're helping them with that trying to so. so what are the recent arrivals for the used side anything interesting oh we had a pretty good week uh last week eric bought a shelling panel saw and i don't know somebody somebody i think sold that today maybe yeah i got the ding the bell here just <laughs> a couple minutes before the podcast that was a rough one <laughs> we'll have to get a gong in here yes yeah. 
Good shout out to Miller Blake for that one. <laughs> yeah, we definitely he ran me through the paces pretty hard today. If you guys don't know my New York customers, <laughs> I blend in well. I'm trying to. He made you sweat. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Good negotiators. <laughs> he, was, he was one of the best, for sure. Yeah. So that, that worked out really well. It just as a matter of fact, it just pulled up out here uh, this afternoon. So, yep, so it'll be going to its new home here shortly. Over there, and Derek's boys are going to install it. Yep. So. All went well. Anything else this week? Dean, what did you buy this week? Oh, that 312 Gang Ripsaw you bought in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for a project, though. You already have yeah, that. Yeah, it's already sold. Sold, quote, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> Part of a whole system that we have to integrate. That's another thing that we've been doing some more of is uh, systems. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of those we've already done. We got another one in the works here, which is all used equipment, a gang rip with uh, – Scanner and chop line It'd be an interesting project up in New York. Yeah, that should be a fun project, I yeah. think. Yeah. We did a gang rip chop saw for a pallets company about two, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that one. I think they're running that one pretty hard, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of what we do is having uh, pulling a piece of product or uh, equipment out for a company and either having another one rebuilt, ready to go right back in, and then we'll, you know either take that on trade or re redo that for one of their other facilities or having a backup. So that's a pretty popular option that we do for quite a few customers, actually. Yeah, it's been working out really well for us. Yeah, we have some quite big ones coming up here that are, we're working on. So four-state yeah. project going on. That'll up. be a nice one if that one goes through. Yeah. <laughs> take one planer out, we'll put a new one in, rebuild that one. Keep the rotation Switch them around. <clears throat> they want to do eight machines. Something. Yes, and then uh, they're going to build on top of the eight machines. So, yeah, it's it's going to be you know obviously a longer term project, but uh, right, you know it's it's going back to this older equipment that you just can't really duplicate today. That's where the reconditioning side really comes in into play. It just makes sense to recondition the complete machine at a fraction of the cost of new and even you know if you can't even get new in some of the pieces anymore yeah and some of these especially bigger companies you find they uh, they can get a pretty large repair budget but their capital expenditure budget isn't isn't nearly as high so they can get approval a lot quicker to re recondition a, a machine they already have on their floor versus buying buying another one so, yeah. yeah, all those maintenance guys out there, you know who to call now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just gave you a back door to get your, your product done. <laughs> well, especially some of them. They, uh, some of the big companies, they leave their machines on the books for so long that yeah. that uh, they can't get rid of them. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's one way to get back on your uh, capital investment again and again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think what most people don't realize is how embedded we are with every aspect of the business um, and with a big umbrella that we cover and just our technical background, just with, you know, all of our sales guys as well have come through some type of, you know, mechanical side of things and just what we can lean on from within the whole company as far as the knowledge that goes just back, you know, 50 years basically on yeah, and we're we're very uh, vertically and in, vertically integrated at this point. You know, there's not a lot of things that we subcontract out to other other people. So right, yeah. What we got the machine shop really rolling good now. 
Yeah, I'd say we're about 75% of the way there. We're, we're re retrofitting new controls on a couple of the CNCs that that's dragging on mostly because I can't say no to outside work. So <laughs> I've got a disease. I can't say no to it. happens. <laughs> uh, so, um, we've got, we got one CNC. We just retrofit with new centroid controls in there. So that's already producing straightoplane parts. We've got end links for uh, feed chains on there right now. And, um, then we've got, got three more machines to retrofit a couple in progress. So, but we're, um, we've already got, it's been, been really handy with this Harlan project we have sitting on the floor because, you know, there's pr parts and things that need to be modified and just get done right on the fly. So where we used to send all that stuff out and you'd have a two-week turnaround and it really drags a project out. Now it's getting done same day and we can keep working. So Yeah, he was burning out parts on the plasma cutter this morning. No, that, that's been the best machine I think we've ever bought. Uh, that was one we had a bunch of tin work to do on a machine and and uh, we had a subcontractor in that was looking. It was like twelve grand to have have them do all the work. And I found this machine for seventy five hundred bucks, and uh, ended up paying for itself in the first job. And that thing runs almost every day now, just burning hmm. brackets and guarding and and uh, whatever other pet projects the guys think of. <laughs> they uh, the one apprentice kid we have. They, he's got a jeep, and they they welded this uh, silhouette of a fat chick on this bumper and <laughs> <laughs> like the trucker girl silhouette but oh he's the one that stole the uh daisy duke's jeep is that the eagle yeah. jeep yeah yeah Jeez. <laughs> yeah i said that so, to him this morning i said hey does daisy duke know you stole her jeep and he was like i haven't heard that one before <laughs> <laughs> he, does he know about the fat chick silhouette or? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he found it <laughs> I wondered what he was doing because I, I think he was like putting it on or maybe adjusting it when I left the parking lot the other day. I'm like, what the heck's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we keep it entertaining anyway. But. <laughs> That's for sure. Huh. Shop, full fab shop too, right? Yeah, yep. Full fab shop, paint shop. The, we pump a lot of work through the paint shop. That uh, We got two paint booths in there plus then a, a prep bay. So keeps it busy. It's come a long way. Back Absolutely. in the day, we used to just brush the paint on. Absolutely. <laughs> Open the doors and get the spray paint. They weren't yeah. very pretty, but from a distance, they looked okay. <laughs> yeah, no, now we're, we're on to a, it's a, an automotive finish system through Medallion, uh, single stage. So it uh, they look really good coming out. And it's pretty durable system, too. So give the guys the longevity out of the paint job since it costs a lot of money to strip them down and, and clean them up. So got to put a good product on it. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff coming out of the shop lately, man. The the, the uh, RTS just did two Marine Johnson four twenty fours for us. Um, just finished both of them kind of back to back within a couple of months, and the before and afters are pretty wild. Yeah. yeah well, they, they absolutely one machine, like brand new machine. I don't know if you could even tell that it's not a new machine just looking at yeah. the pictures. Yeah, the photos yeah, don't do it justice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got – well, both of those are still available, right? They're still yeah. available for sale. Yeah. Yeah. To get them – find them a new home. Yeah. Well, somebody that needs one right away, that'll be a perfect fit for them. Good machines. Yeah, we just became the dealer for CA Technologies. So now the uh, spray equipment between handheld and on finish line and uh, adhesives and then uh, like that Maycore we have in the shop right now, that – 
with the auto spray heads. So it gives us a nice addition to being able to supply our customers and them not having to go figure it out on their own. And uh, the nice thing with CA Technologies as well, they have the, the finishing background, you know, to really come in and help us with their reps. So I think that's a huge benefit, you know, to our, to our finish line of things. You know, because really on the finishes anymore, so much of that stuff changes on every six, seven months, you know, type of deal. And, you know, what do you do? You got to have somebody that's actually on top of the chemicals and stuff and really help the customer get to get the results they're after. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit of your background, Brian? You well, have, you haven't always been a salesman. No, no, I haven't always been a salesman. <laughs> well, well, yeah, kinda, you yeah. probably have. <laughs> I was always slinging bullshit. So. <laughs> <laughs> now I uh, I was uh, in a family business, uh, Crowling Industries, and we uh, we were uh, known as a kitchen countertop manufacturer, but uh, we did commercial case work, closet work. Um, I did uh, Schindler Elevator for all of North America. We had two elevator lines running. So when you look in any of the elevators with the uh, hung wood decorated yeah. panel, that's yeah. Like the Holiday Inn Express has a ton of those. Yeah, I know. I look at them all the time. <laughs> the same way anymore. Yeah. yeah. Then we, we did another line where we're, we actually had a, a special gluing process um, that we put the laminate directly to the metal part of the elevator. So it was a special adhesive we had made just for it. And that's, that was for that application. Nobody else actually could uh, purchase that adhesive. So, you know, I started as a young kid through the business. So I was basically working with my dad since I was 11 years old and worked all the way up through. And uh, so it kind of comes back to the background on the, the machining and stuff since I was so ahead of the curve when the, in the wood industry just because of, you know, working, working with him all those years. And uh, so my, my other background was machining and welding and, and uh, painting and, that revolved into hot rods over the years. <laughs> so, but no, we pretty big facility. We were, you know, forty-four thousand square feet and one hundred and two people at our biggest. So, uh, a lot of background on on those type of things. And they have a lot of knowledge on edge banders and CNC yeah. routers, and panel saws. You used to have a shelling at your place. Yeah, so panel processing is one of my, you know, biggest strong points of you know understanding. You know, we 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 had some pretty high speed lines running with. Gluing and, you know, hot pressing and uh, between flatbed routers and point-to-point -point routers and verticals and, you know, rear-load shelling panel saws and, you know, so and uh, so we had four four edge banders running every day, you know, different product lines and things like that. So my background on that side of it's pretty deep, you know, and embedded pretty well. So I think, you know, the big thing is what our sales team brings to the plate you know, out, out in the field here that um, we're not just trying to sell a piece of equipment. We're trying to fit the right piece of equipment into your facility without, absolutely. you know, because <clears throat> I, I hear that a lot. Somebody says, well, we never, you know, he sold us this and then we never hear from him again. Well, that's not what we want. Right. We want you to keep calling me. And, you know, I, I tell all my customers, I said, my phone number turns off. You need, you need me, give me a, give me a holler. And, uh, you know, I think our, I think our friends over at Green Street, because they're pretty, you know, mm. boisterous about it because of their own podcast. And right. I think we've been taking care of them pretty well and like a lot of our customers. So, you know, depending on what we're actually working with, we bring in part of our team that, that does the best in that application. And, you know, I think it's working out real well for us. Great. We're glad yeah. to have you. Glad to be here. Yeah.
So yeah. <clears throat> so what what brought you us uh, to us, Ryan, and down here in the sales force? It's uh, started out on the service road and kind of came to work for you guys in the shop and there's something missing about not being on the road and not working through uh problems with the customers i mean um you started out in school you took uh classes for this yeah so i went to uh the tech school here in uh um just up above middleburg uh pennsylvania and uh got into troubleshooting electrical uh, and then started working on machinery during the summer and uh, started full-time on the road as soon as I graduated and once that happened I uh, got married and we wife wanted me home a little bit so <laughs> not too much <laughs> yeah. a little bit just a little bit more than you were <laughs> Started working at the shop, and that was too much for her. <laughs> so, honeymoon was over. <laughs> Don't you have a place to go? Hey, Don't you have customers to go on the road for a little bit? No, she's great. Um, <laughs> Vitz, but uh, it, there was something missed about not being on the road and not working with different people every day. So there was an opening on the sales team and talked with Ron and Eric, and they're like, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll give you a shot. <laughs> so here I am. And then you promptly sat around for a few months because COVID just started. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I started right as COVID hit. Yeah, that's worked out, though. I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, great asset to the company for sure. Absolutely. That's funny you say about wanting to get on the road. It's like you get that itch. You've been in the shop too much. You got to get out on the road and, and give, go see new people and stuff. I I think if I'm here for two or three weeks straight, I yeah. I start to lose my mind. Been here for two or three weeks. <laughs> no, it's been a minute. So. I, think, I think the last two months I've only been here maybe four days the whole time. We've been we've been busy, and uh, I don't know. We uh, we embrace the travel lifestyle though. My wife and kids. We got the camper, and we just go where wherever the work is, and yeah. and that's uh, that's an unusual situation that you have there but it's a very good one oh yeah well we you know we said we had two options either i'm going to be on the road and not see the kids grow up or we're going to pack right. everybody up and right. do it together and unfortunately amanda works for us and yeah and uh, so works she out. works, works remotely well. so uh and then she she recently started her insurance business so that's uh that's keeping her busy but, yeah um yeah, yeah it's that i don't th a lot of people don't think realize how much of a lifestyle this business is, is traveling on the road and hotels and then mm -hmm. trying to figure out how you can squeeze everybody in and you know one day you're in new york and the next day you need to be in minnesota or wherever <laughs> it might be so sometimes chance plans change and you're going the next day you know getting on a plane or yeah. <laughs> driving yep. for eight hours i'll well, be right there well that was when <clears throat> my man and i first got married she she didn't understand it's like what do you mean you have to be in South Carolina tomorrow? Like, yeah, I need to go, like, I need to leave in 15 minutes or I'm not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> so machines don't care about your plans. They just break. No. Yeah. And yet, well, we haven't broken. Background, then. Well, uh, I started working for my dad and grandfather and at 10 years old, sweeping the parking lot, stones back in the parking lot. So <laughs> I didn't have the privilege of working inside for the first couple of years. Had to, had to, had to that might that. be a little stretch. <laughs> no, it was at least I had to clean the loading docks, sweep the stones back in the parking lot, um, 
tidy up. And then, then I had the privilege of coming inside and I'd run like the pocket hole machine for backsplashes and different things. And then, uh, worked on and off in the family business for all, all the way through school and stuff. Um, I went to school for uh, manufacturing, engineering, and machining. So, machinist by trade. And um, while I was at, at Penn College, I worked for another dealer, and then came to work for RT part time. And then um, after I graduated, I went back and I worked for a medical device company for a while. And then um, was doing some machining work for Ron on the side a little bit, and then kind of had the conversation that they were looking to start a service business, and came on and we started that. Then. Uh, we did that for about three years, just me on the road. Year, yeah. yeah, and then we brought uh, another another guy on, and then like that year, it just kind of exploded. We went from in one year, we went from just me on the road to five guys on the road by the end of that year, and it's just every year, it's just been crazy. Uh, I think we we're going through the list today of how many people we've hired just in the last year, and it's it's just nuts yeah, yeah so, it's really exploded this year yeah and we've been fortunate we found some really skilled guys you know a lot of guys that you know different businesses like ShopVac went out uh or started to go out and then came back up the road but we got a couple good guys from there and you know just different things that people fall on your lap i guess in yeah good ways so yeah. but it's been good so dean i you haven't said much no no um, Tell everybody how you came to work here. Well, my dad used to, my dad, the truck driver, he used to haul machines for you guys. And right after I graduated high school, I said, we're going to go up here and talk to Ron or Eric, Mike. And Eric was here that day. Yeah. Like, hey, give this kid a job. He, he needs something <laughs> to do. I got to get him out of the house. <laughs> that might be verbatim what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so I started in the cleaning bays and. Eventually worked my way into the warehouse. Yep. And just this last Christmas party, you guys said you might have something in plan. Yep. And now I help you guys out in the office. And yeah, he's working, assisting me and Eric, doing a good job, helping us with uh, some of our paperwork and keeping you guys in line. Yeah. Chasing you down. He does a really good job. We give him something to do. He gets it done and helped Eric with this last uh, liquidation deal. He was out in the road and cleaned up the machines and they got it done in one day, the two of them. So it worked really well. Yeah, it's been fun. Some days I feel like I'm annoying you guys, but <laughs> not me. <laughs> hey, just ask me; I annoy them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just the social anxiety part of me. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think everybody knows how Eric started here, but yeah. you can tell a little bit. Blood. <laughs> he was, uh, you don't have a. He choice. didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now I started. I guess middle school probably coming out in the summers. Um, early on, it was just messing around the shop probably, and then yeah. uh, eventually I started painting, and they realized how terrible I was at doing that and <laughs> moved me on to various other tasks around the place. I've worked pretty much every job in this place, except for technician, um, over the years. And I went to college, went to Penn State for four years, um, just got a business degree. And, uh, you know, there was never really thought any thought about what I was going to do. I was just going to come work for the company. And I, Dad and I were having this conversation the other day. Like, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? <laughs> we were having a hard time coming up with the answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'd be an MMA fighter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, here I am. Um, it's been it's been fun, man, because I the company started and 
99, give or take. And uh, early on, Dad and Monty back in the day were working out of your basement. Yep. And I would, I'd be out, right outside the door at nine years old playing Grand Theft Auto 3 or whatever <laughs> was out at that point. And he'd come out and stick his head out the door and be like, turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, at that point, it was just buying and selling used equipment. And now we're, we've, you know, it's taken time. It's taken a lot of work, blood, sweat, and tears. But we're and good finally people. a full-service, vertically integrated um, team of companies, really. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of good people. It's a hell of a crew, man. It it's, is. And it's never boring around here. Yeah, that's for sure. That part, right? <laughs> Stay tuned for the R-rated podcast to come. <laughs> <laughs> the after hours. Oh, man. Uh, All the stories. Yeah. <laughs> amazing oh, things yeah. to run into. Absolutely. That's what I ran into an old guy from Marine Johnson, Marv West, uh, at that time saver thing. And we were telling stories. I think the rest of them finally got up from the table and left because you know, I were just talking back. Remember this guy? Remember that guy? Lots of different You're know, like, yeah, that was before us. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know who I'm talking about when I bring up different names, but Marv knew. Yeah. They start going far enough back. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. remember that yeah, one. Never no. Heard that name before. no. Yeah. Is that guy still alive? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely those old customers go way back, don't they? Yeah, and the machinery dealer stories can just get crazy. <clears throat> Riggers. I got stories about those guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Too crazy. Well, I don't know, guys. We've been talking about an hour. I think maybe we'll just wrap this one up. Or Yeah, we're looking uh, looking to have some customers come on. Yeah, we'll do some interviews. And you know, we'd love to have people come up for a tour of the facility because I think that's where you really get the – the full picture of what we're all about. Oh, yeah, we hear most, that a lot. <clears throat> most people don't realize, uh, you know, we're 80,000 square foot here and on 25 acres. And, and yeah, there's not another dealer doing what we're doing at the scale no, we're doing. No, so, no, no, not at all. Yeah, we're on a, a different level. So, and we want to keep growing. Yeah. Yep. So, if there's any uh, topics or subjects that anyone wants to hear us talk about, yeah, please comment. Send us a message. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. RTMachine.com. That's the place. That's it. All right. Cool. Wrap that one up.